listeners welcome to another great podcast session i am satavisa with the digital revolution data science and artificial intelligence have become an important part of our lives and society as a whole in addition the quickly emerging technologies for processing large scale data and machine learning is creating a wealth of opportunities where automated decision making is becoming a reality Today we have with us Mihir Kittur, co-founder and chief commercial officer of Ugam, a Merkel company. Hello Mihir, welcome to Analytics Insight. Hi Satvesa, uh, it's it's great to be on this show and a uh, uh, very warm new year to all of the listeners. Yes, happy new year to you too. I want to ask you that what is the importance of ai and data science accessibility in today's world i think that's a that's a great question and um, as your uh, publication analytics insight has been um, you know playing a very instrumental role in educating uh, everyone on ai i think if you look at it very simply um, in today's context ai is really a transformational capability that transforms not only companies but also you know individuals lives and it's not that this is something that's um uh, something that's a year old or two year old it goes back to the 1950s when the the start of or the birth of ai really happened it's just that over the last 4 or 5 years we have uh, tremendous acceleration on the the growth of data the types of cloud technologies the adoption and the use cases that have um you know given it this sort of new life or uh, should i say um understanding of ai as a transformative capability so we are seeing this applied you know across organizations across functions uh, today uh, you know there there probably are so many instances of this that you and me use right right from um, when we shop online or when we listen to a song or when we watch a streaming media to the ad we are served um, or the voice assistants that we use all great applications of ai that is clearly transformative and helping us do things whether organizations or people like never before great that's great to hear now uh, i would like you to tell me uh, about the company ugam and how it is unique from others from its competitors yeah so ugam is a <clears throat> is a leading analytics and technology services company uh, you know we started way back in uh, 2000 so we are close to 22 years old um and we've seen we've seen all the waves of should i say right from small data to big data to now machine learning and ai uh, so uh that said in 2019 we became part of uh, merkel which is uh, a leading global customer experience management firm which is part of dentsu which is one of the top 5 uh, marketing services companies so in some sense if you look at it we have um, tremendous uh, heritage and we are born data and have seen various ways 
So in terms of how we are different from uh, some of our competitors, uh, first and foremost, I would say is that we are very obsessed about trying to understand uh, the customer problem. Uh, there's no, no value in doing AI, ML or analytics for the sake of doing it, right? So our folks are very, very interested and work with senior stakeholders across various functions and verticals to understand what is the problem that you're trying to solve. So that I think is, is pretty unique. It's just not throwing mathematicians or programmers to a problem. The second piece is then being able to bring together multidisciplinary team members. It is very difficult to find one person who is say consultative, great at problem solving, great at communication and stakeholder management, very good at advanced modeling, very good at DevOps and technology and so on and so forth. But what is unique to us is that we are able to, and we've been doing this for a while, we've been able to bring together multidisciplinary teams to solve that problem. And also that is not the only thing. The third important differentiator for us is our underlying cognitive computing system, which is called Jarvis, which is a, a platform of sorts, which allows us to solve these problems repeatably and at scale. So it's, it's, it's trying to give uh, uh, you know, the, the power of a, a cognitive system to our analysts so that they can um, solve these problems much, much faster and much better. So I would uh, primarily say these three and last but not the least, and I think that's something that's very important is our culture. Uh, I think uh, you know, that's uh, something that's very unique to us and that probably is manifested in very high retention rates at clients. So we've not lost a single client on account of performance. We have a very high revenue predictive or prediction rate, uh, well over 95%. And we have a, 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 you know, a very, should I say, strong, committed and loyal set of uh, colleagues. So these, these four, I would um, kind of call out uh, key differentiators or things that make us different versus our competitors. Amazing. I think it will be very helpful for our listeners to learn this information. Um, now I want to ask you that um, accessibility of AI and data science, how it is impacting over different kinds of functions that are going on in your company? Yeah, so I think um, I think we are kind of probably uh, have, I'm not sure, but probably formulated this word called accessible AI. I, I, I hope there are those who have also done the same thing. Now, what's really happening is, in fact, over the last two years, uh, there has been a significant uh, um, adoption of digital uh, on account of the pandemic, right? And as a result, you see, there's a lot more data, there's higher customer expectations and so on and so forth, which have, as a result, pushed organizations um, to try and make sure they are able to serve their customers better. Right. So this has further accelerated the use of um, AI. Now that said, I still feel that 
when you look at the adoption of AI, there are various types of companies fall into various buckets. So there are some who are extremely advanced. There are some who are trying to get there. There are some who want to do something, but still don't know how to. And then there are many who haven't yet started the journey. So while today AI is really available, okay, you could today, for example, through 10 lines of open source, be able to extract uh, specific objects out of an image. Okay. The question is then why aren't many more companies being able to truly get non-linear results out of AI? Many a times it is okay, everyone's doing AI, so the senior management is pushing people to do AI. Or many a times people are doing AI and getting linear results, or they are not getting the results that uh, they had in mind. So the whole idea about accessible AI that we're trying to say is that there are certain essential, I would say, ingredients that companies like Ugam have, uh, you know, put together and configured that then enables us or our clients to be able to truly reap the benefits that AI can get. So that's what I mean by accessible AI. So let's, let me take an example. Um, let's take um, uh, a case where I have say 3 million images uh, and I need to uh, put these images onto a website and I want to make sure the right image is in the right category for a minute. Um, so I would use what is called, let's say a classification algorithm. Um, I could use a, a conventional AI technique and do this. But what happens is, on one hand, that's one approach. So I use a data scientist to do it. The other approach is, oh, I do this manually. It will take me forever. But the, the smarter approach, and that's what we've tried to do when you talk about accessible AI, is how do you bring the subject matter expertise of the operational team? How do you bring the modeling experience of the data scientist? How do you then model this in a low code, no code environment? How do you give them the tools so that tomorrow even a non-data scientist can create these models and validate it? How can you do this in a cloud infrastructure so that this can scale and this can be, uh, uh, should I say, smarter, let's say transfer learning uh, system, right? So bringing these components, these three components, uh, is what makes, in our uh, opinion, the kind of key essential ingredients for accessible AI. Otherwise, it just remains, uh, in many cases, not giving companies the benefit they're looking for. Thank you for explaining it so well. I would like to know that what is your opinion on data privacy and how is Ugam dealing with it yeah i think i think data privacy is uh, is a very very wide and uh, should i say broad topic uh, it's a function of what data we are talking about uh, there are certain types of data which are um, free and accessible and that does not identify with an individual i think uh, i think there is um, uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to harvest something like that and of course the whole concept of data privacy uh, varies by country to country. Certain countries, the maturity is very different from some others. 
but as for companies like ugam where 95% of our clients are from the us the remaining 5% are europe and australia so we have no customers in india we are governed by the um, the high standards that have been set by europe uh, the, the europe took the lead on gdpr and then you have you know the the california uh, piece on data privacy so i think data privacy is going to be a very fundamental uh, uh, should i say key that we have to safely manage because that that is the trust that the users have uh, uh, you know put in companies and unless that is managed effectively through all these regulations uh, we are not going to um, be able to see some of these aspects as very sustainable so um, you know and ugam adheres to all of these practices and also does play a role in trying to see how we can further this that's great uh, now please give us some examples of the challenges that the company has faced and how what was your technique for solving them so what are the challenges we as a company have faced yes uh and challenges while solving ai problems is that or yes yes that's what i'm asking all right okay great now that's helpful so i think first and foremost um this is no uh first and foremost it's really about as i say i'll always go back to this is trying to make sure we are extremely client centric and trying to make sure we have a very good understanding as to what is the problem we are trying to solve and how is that uh, problem you know um uh, you know like meaningful enough to be solved right so one of the challenges has been and we continue to invest in that is to put together and bring um, consultative skills you know very good client inquiry skills to be truly able to understand what the problem is we are also uh, have uh, situations where we have to bring in necessary domain experts right so there are gaps there where you might uh, you might not know enough about cpg or you might not know enough about retail or you might have gaps in um functional uh, knowledge like pricing or marketing or supply chain right so these are the types of challenges we would have when it comes to trying to unearth what is the problem and trying to uh, figure out what's the best uh, client centric solution the the other set so having understood the problem um, well i think everyone faces the challenges of getting the right data while there is tremendous amount of data uh the quality of data in many a cases is suspect the data is in silos and that's where we uh, constantly invested in trying to put together the expertise to make sure that we can synthesize this data i think we might be among the very few companies that is able to aggregate and amalgamate and blend and synthesize open data that is freely available democratic data with uh, client transactional data and survey data so and and it's and it's been a journey right it's been several years of constantly tinkering investing uh, failing and learning to be able to then know how do you kind of put this data together at this scale how do you then uh, toolify as applicable um, some of the repeatable elements of these algorithms and 
how do we then uh, you know bring this to life into our client environments so that we are plugging it into real decision making so that we are actually seeing clients get value out of this now while all of this happens one important uh, thing which is very uh, useful is to make sure that you have a great learning environment so you're learning from this so in fact for the last uh, four years every thursday we have something called as a learning thursday in the company where uh, one or two um, should i say uh, projects or practices are shared saying that this is what i learned so that the whole uh, company can benefit right because at the end of the day you're trying to bring three things together in some sense to simplify it in form of a, a metaphor would be you know the the heart the mind and the soul right so the heart is the the multidisciplinary uh, team members right the uh, the hard and the soft skills of uh, hard skills of you know modeling and programming and soft skills of consulting and problem solving stakeholder management so that's the heart you know the mind is the the kind of infrastructure that we have to put together which is cloud enabled which is supported by our own cognitive computing system like jarvis and the soul is really the culture right allowing people to experiment learning from those experimentations and making sure that um, you know it is uh, it is a learning over time so i think a lot of companies will face these challenges these are some of the challenges we faced and uh, i think uh, with them we've grown uh, we've gone we've gone stronger and been able to uh, add value to our customers that's great i hope in future you your company will further improve on this matter and um please tell me that what is your advice for other businesses who want to expand the ai and data science capabilities within their teams yeah no i think that's a that's a great question so i think first and foremost uh, depends on the company and the industry i think while today there is tremendous amount of compulsion or pressure that you need to do ai um i have lots of friends in other industries where they have senior management saying that you know we need to do something in ai so i think uh, if if a company is at that at that um, should i say maturity the first step really is to um, not be under any sort of panic that you're going to miss any bus here uh, i think companies should probably begin by investing in trying to better understand what is the AI, what is ai all about what are the possibilities what are other companies doing and then really try to um, list some possible ideas where they think that ai could uh help them uh, improve their business in fact there are lots of opportunities especially in automation service automation um in areas like pricing in marketing which companies could you know, look for very specific problems uh put together some sort of proof of concepts or pilots either work with in-house teams or external teams try this out maybe go through some iterations of learning share those iterations with others before then broad basing what else they could do with ai so i think it would it would my suggestion is always going to be um, a a crawl walk run um, and do what is relevant to you and 
don't get overwhelmed by the the hype that you may read outside in in mainstream media amazing and lastly i want to know what is your future plan for ugam what are the endeavors that you are planning to do next yeah yeah no thank you for asking that so um so in fact we've been uh, we've been seeing tremendous amount of growth uh, if you look at ugam's growth since inception it's been over you know 40% kgar but since 2019 our acceleration has just just really been going through the roof uh, in, in 2019 i think we were close to about uh, 1800 to 2000 people right now as things stand we are close to 4000 people so over the last two years we've almost uh, doubled our people count so we might be amongst the probably top two top three uh, pure play analytics companies out of india serving the world so at close to 4000 people the next next two years plans look extremely uh, uh, should i say compelling we are going to be likely to be in the 8000 plus uh, people count so clearly a lot of growth in fact uh, last month we we went and uh, made over a thousand offers at uh, engineering campuses and the type so um, we are seeing tremendous amount of growth and this growth is going to be coming across um, uh, i would still say primarily north america and europe we still are very focused on those markets uh, and it will be coming across a, a whole host of additional verticals so we so we we serve several verticals like retail cpg financial services high tech uh, manufacturers distributors research and consulting firms we will be looking at adding you know some more verticals to that so that will be another dimension and of course um, um, to drive more actionability uh, we are seeing a growth in areas like decisioning data engineering uh, implementing uh all of these systems through the likes of uh, gcp aws salesforce adobe so that the client is able to get this whole end to end um uh should i say offering that can help them make the data transformation or the business transformation they're looking for so across in in nutshell across several dimensions uh continue to double down on the geographies across verticals and across our offerings amazing thank you so much for joining us today mihir and it's been a pleasure to talking to you and i hope that in future ugam is going to skyrocket its performances further yeah thank you so much satvisa and uh, you know once again uh, it's really commendable what analytics insight has been doing in this you know growing space and uh, uh, a sincere thank you to all of uh, the listeners